If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everybody? Shane Larson here, host of the Game Time Guru podcast. Glad to have you with me for this bonus episode as I break down Game 3 of the NBA Finals. This is a bonus episode for my subscribers only, so thank you so much for subscribing to the show and uh, tuning in. If you want to follow me on social media, head on over to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow me there, especially Instagram. That's where we're the most active, uh, so you can have some healthy debates with us whenever we post any sports topics. And we talk all things sports. It just so happens to be the NBA Finals, so we're kind of breaking that down for you guys today. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in in hopefully you guys can give me some insight on what you guys think but i'm going to give you my my thoughts on the nba finals game three game three was exactly what we had expected okay and i mean that for a couple of reasons one we expected steph curry to go off when people are saying well man that was just a crazy game 47 points career high i expected that in fact i was waiting for him to step up to the moment as soon as clay thompson announced that he wasn't going to be playing in game three I was like, okay, well, Steph's going to come out here and light it up. It was, a, it was a discussion of whether or not his teammates were going to help him out. I mean, but we knew that Steph was going to get his. The Raptors winning was also expected. Here's the thing, though. People are like, well, that's not an impressive win because they were expected to win. Well, it's good when a team does what they're expected to do, right? The, the Houston Rockets were expected to win um, when Kevin Durant went down, and they didn't. And the Trailblazers were expected to be able to win and close out games without Kevin Durant, and they got swept. So when the Raptors, people are like, well, it's not impressive because the Warriors are hurt. When the Raptors were expected to win, they actually won. So that is impressive to me. Um, I'm glad that they did, too. It was good. It gives them a little bit of a buffer. And it's so intriguing. These NBA finals are so intriguing. Every game has a different storyline and in a different. it's just a different feel to it. And I like it. I like it for that reason. And the Raptors are very competitive. They match up pretty well with them, surprisingly. Two really good defensive teams and uh, two very good free throw shooting teams, which is awesome. If you guys recall, the free throws were what were uh, – the problem for Golden, or sorry, for Cleveland in the years past, um, they weren't a very good free throw shooting team, and it kind of hurt them a couple of games. I talked about that a long time ago on my show. How I thought the free throws were a huge factor that never got spoken about. Both of these teams are great free throw shooting teams, so every foul is essentially detrimental uh, because you expect the shots to go in. They're shooting in the high eighty percent, the the high eighties uh, for the majority of the games, and it's good because anybody you foul essentially has a chance to make both free throws. Here's the deal, though. So both of those things were expected. Steph Curry to get his shots, the Raptors to get the, the victory. And people are complaining about, like, you know, this, this you know, Golden State team's kind of, yeah, backs against the wall. Their, their guys are gone. This team is still very good, okay? They have Draymond Green and Steph Curry starting. Those are two all-stars, uh, arguably superstars. If you want to call Draymond Green a superstar, I don't know. But they're, they're two very good players, and that's more than a lot of teams have. In fact, if we were going to go back, let's go back a second, right? Let's go back to 2015 when LeBron James takes on the Warriors in the finals, and he, he's missing Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. And that team, just like the Heat teams of LeBron James' era, 
was built around those three players. They had role players that knew what they were supposed to do, but they weren't shot creators. There weren't any shot creators outside of those three guys. They invested their money into the three guys, LeBron, Kevin, uh, Kevin Love, and Kyrie. So the money was in there, and then they you know, made the role players around them. When you lose two of those guys, it was extremely difficult. That team was not that good. Really, really was not that good uh, without those guys. LeBron James happened to get them to somehow will themselves to win two games. They were up two games to one in that series in 2015. They won two games against a far superior Golden State team. They won two games, and they were all they almost won three. If you guys recall, the first game of that series went into overtime. LeBron had them like he was. He had them right where they needed them, and they ended up losing the, the game that Kyrie got hurt. But they almost were up 3-0, if you really go back and look at it, until they ran out of gas. So, And that was a far less talented team than this current Golden State team without Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant. Even without those two, this is a far more talented team than the, the 2015 Cleveland Cavaliers. So... Yes, it sucks that they're hurt. It does suck. I hate that when my teams get hurt. But they finally, like the wear and tears, it hitting them. Every year that they've played up until now during their huge run, they've played teams that were not fully healthy. And they somehow were able to keep their all-stars, their superstars healthy. Their main players were able to remain healthy. And that was props to them. They were able to compete at a high level and remain healthy. That's that's great on their health, their conditioning, their, their coaches, uh, the way that they prepare and recover. It's awesome. But they happened to be benef- they benefited a lot from uh, other teams' injuries throughout their run, and so it's it's crazy when people are saying they're not. Well, the the Raptors beat this team, da da da. They're they're missing their two main guys or two of their top three guys. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that team's not good. That team's still much better than the 2015 Cavs were when Kyrie and Kevin Love went down. So don't don't even give me that crap. I don't even want to hear that. And if you want to argue that, we can go stat line by stat line and try to tell you. But when your next best player is Matt Delavadova on the court, like give me a break. Like it compared to what the the Warriors have right now where it's the next best player is Draymond Green and then you have an Andre Iguodala like um, a veteran leader there. You've got Cook, who is a stud. If everybody forgets about Cook, they're like, well, he's stepping up, but he's a role player. Dude, Cook was a stud all through college. He just didn't get the chances that he was supposed to have when he was coming out into the NBA, but he worked his way up. But he's always been a shooter. The guy can ball like he always was in college, and he's been that way forever. So people are all you know, freaking out that Cook's finally stepping up. He's not expected to. No, I'm expecting Cook to step up. He's a good basketball player. So quickly he's forgotten right after college if he doesn't make a starting lineup right after college that you forget about him, and I hate that crap. No, Cook's good. They've got a good team, uh, but they definitely need at least Klay Thompson. Here's the one thing that I'm looking forward to. is They've announced that Klay Thompson will play in game four. They have to win that game. Uh, and, and, and I don't I, – I, I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State rambles off, you know, just wins three in a row. But they have to win game four because you don't want to go back to Toronto – trailing 3-1 with the momentum there uh with giving them a chance to to close it out at their own home court so you have to win game four clay thompson's going to be huge for them and and it's obvious right but when you look at how he impacts that team with with steph curry he moves without the ball and when you have when you have clay thompson and steph curry both moving without the ball and then big men like draymond and biggie who can pass the ball and they're looking for those things it spaces out the defense and it creates this this thing called thinking and when a defense has to think especially when they get tired in in, in pressure situations then you start seeing 
easy shots go up and lackadaisical defense and there's gaps there and that's where Curry gets some layups Thompson gets some layups but he wear, they wear down the teams they wear them down defensively which then has an immediate impact on their offensive ability they can't shoot the ball they can't find open shots they're tired they're it's it's a whole system so Clay Thompson has this major impact and I think he's even more impactful than Kevin Durant because Clay Thompson essentially moves without the ball KD doesn't KD needs the ball in his hands to create and that's fine he's a superstar in that regard but clay thompson moves without the ball he can shoot from all different angles and he helps with the spacing on the floor so i think if you were to only have one back you need clay and i think it's gonna be huge for them in game four will he be fully healthy hopefully him sitting game three and them sacrificing that game essentially will pay off for them um i think it, it very well may i think they're gonna they're gonna come out with a crazy uh game plan and um I think they're going to come out with crazy energy. And so I expect game four to go to the Warriors, but we'll see what happens, um, how they play. Another note that I, I'm, I'm just going to state this right here. Everyone's thinking, okay, well, it's it's setting up this narrative of Kevin Durant returning and being the savior and closing out the series, and that would be the perfect closeout for his, his tenure at Golden State. And uh, I just want people to remember that when Kevin Durant comes back, naturally he's a scorer, so he'll probably put up 20-plus in his first game. But if you look at Boogie Cousins and the way that he's moving right now compared to when he was before, they're different players, but just hear me out. And it was different injuries. But if you look at Boogie Cousins and he had the quad injury, his legs are not under him right now. It might take him another game or two to feel fully healthy, but he's not fully there yet. Kevin Durant is much more athletic and he relies on his athleticism to get his shots up a lot like that's what his game is he's a, a essentially a seven footer that's athletic and can shoot from anywhere on the floor but and and he's explosive he has a calf injury so even if he comes back he's not going to be as athletic he's not going to have his legs under him and it's so late in the series already that he may not have the time he needs to get his legs fully under him he doesn't get a couple of games so if he comes back i actually think and this is me saying this right now my hot take it hurts the team in the sense of it kind of helps the defense in the way they guard golden state because the defense can rest when kevin durant has the ball in his hands because because you know he's going to go ISO. So it gives the off-ball defenders a second to rest, and you kind of understand what's going to happen. He might get his shots up. He might score a few times. But I don't. I think it uh, disrupts your timing. It disrupts your rhythm. And I think it's an overall bad bad thing for the Warriors if, if Kevin Durant comes back. Klay Thompson, however, I believe is a necessity. You have to have Klay on there if you want to win the game. And you're seeing that. They're a flashy team. They're a fun team to watch when Klay Thompson's on the court. Game three was insane. Um they still had a chance to win that game, but you saw at the very end of about four or five minutes left, they kind of wore out and, and the Raptors kind of took control. And, and every time the Golden State would push it to about six or seven, they go on a quick little run. It's like, dude, uh, Toronto would, would answer. It's just insane how they were able to respond every time that Golden State went on a run. Um, and they just didn't have the firepower. They, they matched with them all game long until the last five minutes of the game. And it reminded me of the 2015 Cavs. They, you know, they're up 2-1. And in game four in Cleveland, uh, Cleveland went on this huge run at the beginning of the game. And if you recall, LeBron James had like this behind the back or behind the head pass or whatever to Mozgov and Mozgov dunked it or whatever. It was a weird and they were start they started off on fire. And then Golden State calls a timeout. And uh, it seemed that after that. After that quick little run, uh, Cleveland was gassed the rest of the series. And that's when 
you know, Golden State went on their their tear and and won all the games and and they closed out the series and won because yeah, they had LeBron James who was the, arguably the best player in the world and he was getting his buckets and he was playing outside of his mind. He was playing like a superstar, the the superstar that he is. But eventually your team will wear down if you know, you got to give them a chance, but sometimes the better teams will wear you down and then you buckle. And that's what happened to the Cavs. Kind of saw it last night. Like, Steph Curry's a superstar. He got his points. He got them in a position to win, but uh, they just couldn't break through. And sometimes it, you can almost get it chip away, chip away, chip away. And then at the very end, they broke down the last, you know, four or five minutes of the game. So they need Clay Thompson. I'm excited to see what happens in game four. Guys, I appreciate you tuning in. Listen to my thoughts on game three. Um, I'm excited for the finals, though. This is a really exciting finals because it's just different guys thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show now if you could go and do me a favor head over to itunes give me five stars and leave me a review it would be greatly appreciated thanks guys appreciate your support